Strategic Healthcare Partners, founded by principals John Crew and Mike Scribner, operates from offices in Savannah and Atlanta. Our diverse team prioritizes clients, ensuring we fully understand their needs. As your business partner, we are an extension of your professional identity. SHP tailors services to your individual needs, offering flexible pricing structures. From IPA management to financial analysis, we're here to empower your organization. Visit shpllc.com for details. Welcome to Beyond the Stethoscope, Final Conversations with SHP. Today, Jason and I sit down and we go through some of the latest news headlines that we feel are really important considering the times that we're in. Then we also talk about some of the upcoming and remaining episodes of Season 3. Are you ready for this vital conversation? Let's get started. Welcome to the podcast. This is Aaron Higgins, and I'm here with my partner in chief, Jason Crosby. Jason, how are you doing today? Aaron, hey bud, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. We're uh, recording this right before Thanksgiving, uh, so I am looking forward to uh, three days of uh, eating a ton of food and a ton of leftovers, and then a fourth day of being burned out on set food and leftovers. And just wanting a pizza. <laughs> yeah, that, that and a big imprint of my body on, on the couch because I laid there so long. Where where you almost get to the point of using to it, but uh, not quite. Yeah. And then the official switch over to Christmas season. Right. right. You know, that's what we do. It's, it's the Friday after. So on Friday, tree goes up. We're ready to go. We have made the switch. Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be doing what. Uh, uh, professional should be doing, and that is hanging up my own Christmas lights uh, on a two-story house. So uh, prayers would be appreciated. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty risky. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jason, uh, we have some news to talk through today, uh, kind of a wide variety. So why don't you kick us off? Yeah, tell you what, a couple things that have caught my eyes. Nothing new, but just kind of more updated information. Right. So real quick, uh, physician burnout. Yet what I like about this article, particular survey is that it's crisis of physician burnout and the promise of technology. So a little interesting twist, you know, some of the news still still one in the same when it comes to uh, physician burnout. Uh, most recent survey by the American Medical Association. Uh, symptoms were reported by 63 percent of physicians. And this is as of the end of 2021. So when I give a time frame there. 63% compared to 42% just from three years earlier uh, felt they began to show more symptoms of burnout, um, basically from both patient and provider satisfaction, just during that three-year uptick, obviously exacerbated by uh, the pandemic. Um, but some of those symptoms being rising rates in depression, anxiety, and even some uh, suicidal thoughts on behalf of the provider. So, not only a much larger increase in the percentage that at least express that burnout, but the intensity of those symptoms also are rising 
And so while we hear those surveys quite a bit, we, we, we can't tune it out to be in white noise. We got to pay attention to it, right? We've talked about that in previous seasons, you and I. And so that that's one reason this article caught my attention. Um, and another reason to it, data sample. I know you're a data guy. Well, uh, this one shows that over 117,000 physicians, think about that, 117,000 physicians left the profession between first quarter of 2020 and the fourth quarter of 2021. That wow. That's pretty stinking alarming, right? And further, it went on to explain various states. We won't get into the details, but California, for example, you and I talk a lot about primary care. Well, the shortage there now is an additional 4,700 primary care physicians to simply get back to where they believe they should be on the primary care side. And so naturally, this you know talks about the burden that administrative work adds. And that's kind of where the article went into hopefully technology can help because they're estimating over 22 hours per week is what ER navigation adds to your average provider. 22 wow. hours a week. And so there's sort of how do we improve with AI usage, maybe to help out with some of that, to alleviate symptoms reported in the survey. So one of those where the physician burnout data is, you know, tugs at you. It really does kind of hit home with a lot of the symptoms being reported. But on the flip side, hey, let's utilize some of the technology to be a little bit more efficient to help out with those symptoms. Right. And I have to wonder, too. So, again, we're recording right before Thanksgiving. So today was announced that, that Microsoft has uh, snatched up uh, the chat GPT uh, folk uh, who, who were ousted by their board. Uh, just over the weekend here. So there's there's been a lot of changes in the AI world. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that changes because Microsoft has already invested billions. Uh, they're planning on investing billions more. So it'll be interesting to see some of these AI folks that are experts in the field being brought into Microsoft's wheelhouse. And why I think that's interesting is because of the millions that Microsoft has said that they're going to pour into healthcare uh, over the next coming years. So... It, there may be good news on the horizon with using AI to get rid of some of this busy work these physicians feel like they're having to deal with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, at least it's going in the right direction, like you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Well, kind of tangential to that and, and maybe contributing to some of the frustrations and burnout of the providers. Um, it, it's a slightly older article, but it it's summing up the last uh, year's worth of cyber attacks. So we've talked about this in past seasons. Uh, it's worth talking about uh, some more. So it, they surveyed Proofpoint and I'm going to get this wrong, <laughs> Poninom Institute, an IT research group. They surveyed over 650 IT and cybersecurity professionals. And they said that 88% of surveyed organizations experienced an average of 40 cyber attacks in the last 12 months. So that's everything from a successful hack to a near successful hack, something that registered on the scale. Um, you know, I know personally, I see thousands of attempted break-ins into my websites and networks. I don't count those as cyber attacks, but so these are actually coordinated cyber attacks uh, where someone made an effort. The average cost of it, a successful cyber attack was $5 million. So that's crypto virus or somebody broke in and stole stuff. Uh, the most expensive cost was for disruptions to normal healthcare operations. 
So that's going to be, you can't take care of your patients. They're saying that that costs about 1.3 million. And this is granted aimed at hospitals and healthcare systems, but I'm sure practices have scaled level uh, costs associated with this. And the larger the practice, the, the higher the cost is going to be. 57% reported poor patient outcomes due to delays in procedures and tests. 50% reported an increase in complications from surgery. And 23% of organizations reported increased patient mortality rates during cyber attacks. 23%. So 23% of patients died during cyber attacks. That, that's, that is staggering. That's a stat you just don't hear about. Right. Wow. We, can't, we can't think of this as just attacks of zeros and ones and, oh, gee, the phones and computers are down. People's lives are literally being affected by this. There's, there's some other stats that are primarily around cost and, and everything, uh, ransom payments and that sort of thing. We'll put a link to this report in the show notes. Um, I, it's worth looking at. And remember, it's not just the dollar cost, it's the human life cost uh, that, that is coming out of these attacks, particularly as they get more frequent and as they get more vicious, bringing down the systems that we're relying upon. Uh, like I going back to your point earlier, Jason, this could be contributing towards physician burnout, particularly if you're losing patients because your EMR was down. Yeah, and, and just another heavy burden on providers, a lot of our administrators are listening, just another thing that they've got to employ, you know, watch over, look at every day, and expenses that add up, I'm sure. Right, and and so for our listeners who are going, okay, well, what can I do about this? I'm not an IT, or I'm, I'm just an administrator, I'm just a doctor. Talk to your IT department. Find out what are their needs. Odds are, they, they have a wish list of things they would like to do, but they lack the funding or they lack the the ability to implement them. Uh, think about increasing your IT budget. It's not a cost center anymore. Get that thought out of your mind. IT is critical to ensuring that uh, your patients are, are staying alive. Um, and another thing too that everybody can do, no matter who you are within an organization, is don't use an easy password. I think most systems are shifting away from allowing you to use easy passwords, but using one, two, three, four, five, six, or password or one, 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 uh, that's not good enough anymore. It never has been good enough, but it certainly isn't good enough. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes to the list of the 30 most common passwords uh, in this last year. And how do we know these are the most common passwords? because bad guys are capturing databases and they're dumping passwords out. And this is the list of the most common. So if you use one of these, uh, stop using it. <laughs> Don't use the same password everywhere uh, and go change your passwords. So we'll, we'll have a link to, to that in the show notes. So Jason, what else you got for us? Hopefully something a little more upbeat than my Debbie Downer news. <laughs> well, just, just real quick, um, just another survey. That was done. Yes, I'm in the survey kind of mood. This one by class KLAS, if you're not familiar with them, uh, class research uh, who collaborated with the College of Health Healthcare Info Management, which I know a lot of you guys are familiar with as well, on just digital technology amongst healthcare providers. So the survey showed that over 80 percent 
of healthcare organizations surveyed employ some form of advanced analytics. But, and this is definitely not new, and we've both experienced this you know, being on the provider side before, most have varying solutions from multiple vendors and thusly not integrated. And so that parlayed into a discussion and survey about AI and the use of AI being a, a tool or another mechanism to help with the lack of integration that exists. And so with, with that, a uh, little bit deeper dive in the survey, and again, the surveys as of November 15th, so uh, pretty recently released, where about 40% of the U.S. hospitals replied on how they anticipate using AI. Uh, as you can imagine, and it's a good thing, that clinical workflows is at the top of each of those segments, whether it's using AI, um, machine learning, even predictive analytics was tops of the list. Not Pop Health. You would have thought Pop Health or RevCycle even would be up there. No, 46% of the respondents were reported that predictive analytics uh, usage will be based off of improving clinical workflows and the use of AI for that. Uh, next to that would be Pop Health and RevCycle management. So, again, just another interesting look at how can we use AI to maybe help out with existing tools. And so some of these folks are starting to look at using it as an integration uh, mechanism between tools that are already in place. So found that interesting because I haven't read much about that being a common use of AI in healthcare, but it makes sense to me. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I think we're coming right up on time. Anything else that uh, we need to cover today, Jason? I'll tell you what, we've got like you said, by the time this airs, we have a couple more weeks of the podcast where we have two interviews. Uh, join us the following week, or next week rather, with what's definitely the most exciting podcast we've had to date because it in includes my partner in crime, Aaron Higgins. Yeah. Crowd goes and crazy. Crowd goes wild. <laughs> Everybody hangs up. No, just kidding. So Aaron's going to go over, if you guys haven't heard it before, he did this last year review of the 2024 uh, final rule and specifically MIPS or QPP. Lots of changes, as always, lots of impact. Uh, so be sure to listen out for that. Aaron, I know, does a great job and he'll have a tremendous interviewer as well. So please pay attention to that. Anything you want to add there, Aaron, a teaser? Definitely a little bit of a teaser. Their last couple of years due to of a little minor pandemic that swept through the nation. Uh, CMS kind of pumped the brakes a little bit on QPP. They didn't, they didn't release a whole lot of changes. Um, they're kind of making up for lost time. So there, there's a lot to go over. It's, it's going to be a long episode. We might have to split it into two, uh, but there's, there's a lot to cover. So if you're involved in QPP in any way, so if you're, if you're a private practice, if you're an own practice, or maybe you're part of an ACO, there's going to be something that we're going to cover because there's a lot in this final rule uh, and a little bit more than we thought there was even going to be from the proposed rule. Uh, so CMS has been very busy these last few months uh, cooking up what's changing with QPP. So be sure to tune into that, uh, not just so you can hear me talk about it for you know, well, we'll see Mike in eternity, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> but this is important information for your practice because there's no avoiding it. Not really, not anymore. That's right, that's right. 
And then the following week to to actually end our season of interviews will be Matt Usher. Matt is a benefit consultant with Ray Williams and Associates. Uh, he's actually strategic healthcare partners uh, broker as well. And Matt does an excellent job of just overall uh, education on the benefit side from both the employer side, but also the consumer. And so we're going to talk about trends, challenges, and just general insight he's got from both the employer and consumer inside as we head into 2024. And we'll go over uh, all the data you're hearing about premium hikes, coverage options, et cetera, for both small and mid-sized organizations. We'll talk about TPA solutions, direct contracting, HRCAs, you name it, we're going to go over it and probably what's going to be a two-parter with Matt. And again, that'll be the week of December 11th as we wrap up season three. So looking forward to both those interviews. Wow, it's hard to believe we've already uh, gotten to the end of season three. It seems like just the other day we were recording the first episode of this season, and and here we are just beginning to wrap up. So um, thanks to our audience for hanging out with us uh, these last uh, several weeks as we've done season three. Uh, but again, we, we got plenty more in store, plenty for you to listen to. Uh, we look forward to bringing it to your ears. Exactly. I will reiterate what you said. Thank you, everybody. And we look forward to the interviews here in the coming weeks. Alrighty, Jason. Well, I think that is all. You have a wonderful day. You too, Aaron. Thanks, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Beyond the Stethoscope, Vital Conversations with SHP. This has been a production of Strategic Healthcare Partners. Your hosts are Jason Crosby and me, Aaron C. Higgins. This episode was produced and edited by Nyla Weaver. Our social media content producer is Jeremy Miller. The transcribers Heather McKnight and our executive producers are Mike Scribner and John Crew. For more information about SHP, the services we offer, including the back library of episodes, episode transcripts, links to resources that we discussed, and much more, please visit our website at shpllc.com slash podcasts. Thank you for listening. Analytics. Lacking the tandem of actionable reporting with expert analysis? Not confident in the knowledge of your reporting system? SHP's expert analysts transform data from your EMR system into actionable insights. Understand your facility's performance, control outcomes, and enhance patient experience. As payment models shift to value-based care, our guidance can improve your bottom line. Visit shpllc.com for details.